CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. And we're back, my golfing friends, with another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is Mr. Squiggy DiGiacomo. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. You have quite the resume, my good man. What what do you even identify as at this point? You, you're a co-creator of something. You're a creator of something. You're a musical genius of some sort. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I've I got them all fooled, man. Yeah, I've been fooling them for a long, <laughs> long time, man. And, you know, one day they'll figure out that, you know, I've just been fooling them. You know, I've been in, been in the music business my pretty much my whole life. Been in guitar business the majority of that. And uh, everything I do, I try to keep the guitar at the center of the universe. So I dabble in the bourbon world. You know, now we're in the golf world. But, yeah, man, I just continue to fool them. You got one part wicked glasses, one part mini putt uh, golf courses at metal fests. Like it, this is it's true. Really fun to roll through your Instagram, and I think from the perspective of THPers, you are one of the perfect kinds of guests to have on the show because you're merging so much together at one point. I think it's wicked. Um, I'm going to ask you straight out of the gate, Josh JB. Uh, just hosted a live show for the worst golf podcast and threw a guitar up that was created for him. Mm. There, there's got to be a little bit of a story behind that one. Yeah. So, so I, I contacted Josh a while ago. Um, you know, I'm such, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of the site in particular. Uh, you know, I, I love going down the rabbit holes. I'm, I'm a, I'm a total tinkerer i'm i'm a fan i love the rabbit holes that uh packers paradise provides people like me and my golf buddies and i emailed them a while ago and i just said hey man you know i'm, I'm trying to do this golf thing and i'm, I'm a fan and wanted some just kind of get on the radar you know i love meeting people i love hearing stories i love learning about new industries obviously uh and i reached out to him a while ago and i said hey man i'd love to do a guitar for you uh you know, we work with this amazing uh, guitar painter named Ron Williams from a company called Ron's World that does paints guitars for a lot of popular brands out there and a lot of artists. And I said, hey, man, I'd love to do a guitar for you. We're launching a company called Amplified Golf and we've got a license from Fender and I'd love to get a Fender guitar painted for you, man. And he seemed open to it, man. So <laughs> I, 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 I was really happy that I could do that mm. to him for him. It- it looked incredible. I know they're going to be putting it up in the podcast studio here pretty soon. Uh, definitely not jealous at all. So it's great. But <laughs> um, oh, man. when it comes to this uh, Ron's world, you mentioned, mm-hmm. listen, I'm, I'm running through your Instagram earlier today and I, I fall upon these golf clubs that are painted. Oh, and, yeah. And man. I, I do believe that's uh, a Ron's world production there as well. Is that true? It most certainly is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a story. So what, three hybrids, three hybrid looking clubs. Yeah. So when I first started playing, man, I, I started out with a Cleveland highboard set a long time ago. And uh, I just always stayed with hybrids. And I had this one hybrid that I really, really loved. And I was watching a show called Billions. And there's a character on Billions called Dollar Bill. And, and I nicknamed my hybrid Dollar Bill. And I was like, dude, can you draw like a dollar sign on it, man? Just like you would a guitar and paint the club. Uh, And he did it for me. And I got 
I don't know, man. I started playing better with it. I guess I just liked the way it looked and sent him a couple of other hybrids and he did it. Next thing I know, man, I had these crazy painted, painted golf clubs that Ron did for me, uh, plaid and dollar bills on them and stuff. I was crazy. It's great. They look incredible. Um, it makes me wonder, like one of the things I want to talk about is just the basic presence of golf and, you know, being a disruptor, you're openly willing to admit you're a disruptor in, in different forms. Most certainly. Um, when it comes to showing up at the golf course, I assume you're not heading over there in like a uh, a light blue shirt and khaki pants. I'm assuming there's a little bit more of a spice to your presentation. Is that fair? Uh, I think that's a fair assessment, man. <laughs> you know, I, think, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I, you know, I I've um, I've just always loved um, as as a youngster, man. You know, all of us in the music business, we just we, we love attention, you know, and for better or for worse, um, you know, we kind of become characters and, uh, I, I love the dressing aspect of golf. You know, I, I love putting old polyester pants on and I love putting, you know, crazy color floral shirts and, you know, V-neck sweaters. And I, I, I love that, you know, I, I, I love that component of the game, just, just like in, in the music world, you know, you know, I'm a card carrying first ballot Hall of Fame metalhead, you know, so just like, <laughs> you know, just, just like us metalheads, we, we've got a little bit of a of, of a uniform. Uh, you know, I love having that kind of golf kind of uniform and I love dressing up with it. I love it. So I've always said there are three ways to display our our the type of golf we are. Number one, it's the way we dress. Number two, it's the way we carry ourselves. Number three, it's the way we play. Um if you're not great at one, but you're amazing at another, it's certainly worth a story. If you're great at all three, I mean, good for you. You're kind of cheating everything. Mm. Um, you know, it's the perfect trifecta. But I like the idea that golf, as much as we work within the confines of the rules and the etiquette of the game, there's nothing that says that you have to look a certain way from a presentation standpoint, as long as you're following effectively the rules. Is mm. that something that, that kind of drew you to it? Like, Whereas in other sports, you have to wear a jersey that's similar to everyone else or, you know, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. No, for sure, man. I mean, I love watching old school golf. You know, I love watching Arnold Palmer and, and you know, a lot of the stuff in the 70s, Chi-Chi and all these guys that were like kind of characters. I love their flamboyantness of dressing. And yeah, like it, it for me, it allows me to play better. You know, like like there's times that I do try to or I have kind of dressed down. And I don't know if it's a coincidence or whatever, but I don't play as good. You know, I, I, I love that component of the game. I feel like it's all connected. You know, if you feel good, oh, yeah. you'll play good. And if you play good, you, you feel better. And then you'll start doing other things. And, and, you know, it all, it all leads to like the getting the confidence of going out there to play. You know, I mean, it, when I first got to my, the first time I went to a golf course, you know, it's very overwhelming, you know, and, so you need that confidence and, you know, I got confidence in dressing crazy. <laughs> so I have a, a pretty long standing opinion that when I wear pants, I play or putt better than when I wear <laughs> shorts. Cause I feel like I expect to make more when I'm wearing pants It's the weirdest thing. Um, <laughs> oh, oh man, dude, I do. I, I, if I was going to say, if you don't have enough, um, a crazy shit to believe, you know, like I've got plenty for everybody, you yeah. know? I, I, yeah. Yeah. I like as much of a metalhead as I am, I won't wear black when I play golf. 
Really? No, no, because the couple of times I've wore it, I I played terrible. You know, I won't drink sweet tea in the morning because, you know, me and my buddy, when we go play, we get McDonald's every morning. The one time I got a sweet tea, I played terrible, right? So I don't get a sweet tea anymore. You know, I don't carry balls in my front pockets. You know, like I've got enough superstitions. For wow. Oh, You're yeah, big into it. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, I, man. I like to say I have just a, a uniform activity that I present and and like everything goes where it needs to go but i've never been like to the point where if i put something in the wrong place it's a superstitious thing i've always just assumed that it goes where it goes but i will say uh i'm assuming your bag is incredibly organized based on the way you're talking here like everything has a slot for sure if i find a club at a place i will blame whatever bad shots i've had previous to that during that round on the location of that golf club i it sounds like you're I've, the done, same I've done that i've done yeah. that yes no, I, can, I, I, I can empathize i've done that yeah man that's so funny uh what's your take on knickers it's got to be good um you, you know man i would love to wear them i i haven't i haven't really found a place like i want to try them on you know and i can order them on amazon yeah but uh they're definitely at some point i'm going to be wearing knickers they're, uh, they're, I, they're, there's no doubt about it man i, I, I kind of expected it i kind of expect I, you to say i got a whole closet full of them what, what i love is I, I love buying old polyester pants off ebay so, okay. so like that, that's kind of my thing old crazy plaid you know uh pants from the 70s bell bottoms like that's that's my thing man i, I love okay. polyester pants so like the the loud mouth before loud mouth kind of thing you got that wicked plaid running that's cool yeah um, and, and, and you know loud mouth is really great for what what they do i kind of i always like the hunt of everything i love the yeah. journey so i love going to goodwill or i love going to thrift stores and actually like looking for for old school pants and okay yeah 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 i love it i i'm i'm in goodwill all the time looking for that's golf cool and you're a you're a Jacksonville guy, right? So what's the what's the golf scene like there? I love it, man. We're the home of the PGA Tour. You know, I mean, we're we're the home of golf, and I I absolutely love it here. Um, I get to play twice a week. You know, golf's huge in Jacksonville. I live a little bit south of Jacksonville, um, right outside of World Golf Village. Okay. Uh, but now, I mean, the golf is great here, and we get to play 365. You know, our golf season is all year long. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm not moving anywhere. Yeah, here here I am in Ohio just listening to your great stories about warm, comfortable golf in Florida. And I'm like <laughs> counting down the days before that white nonsense starts to pour down on my head, which I will play in as long as it doesn't absolutely suck outside. Oh, but, yeah. I, I mean, it, you know, in Jacksonville, <clears throat> even me and my buddies, I mean, it's got to be really bad out. I mean, 30 degrees for us is pretty cold here, but like we're out in 30 degree weather, man, you know, just layered up playing. Yeah, we play every Friday and then there's a roaming day. So it's got to be gotta be pretty gnarly for us to not play on a friday okay yeah um do you get much travel golf in i i we had talked yeah. pre before the show yeah. about you doing some some traveling for your business do you take mm -hmm. the sticks with you everywhere i go yeah a yeah man everywhere i go the sticks are with me man yeah okay. it, it, you know uh i've got a business where we do music festivals and we have kind of a traveling music uh, guitar activation that goes so yeah man I, I travel all the time and my sticks are always with me and even when we're at the festivals in the back of the tent i'll set up like a hitting net or a putting green and oh yeah yeah they go with me everywhere that's awesome it, it seems like and and i don't know the music industry that well but it seems like in just about every genre you can find a collection of guys just absolutely wild about the game of golf um is that a fair assessment do you do you do you find a lot of people that share the same interests you do when you're on the road or is it a little more challenging? 
No, man. It, it, it's weird. I, so I have a theory. And once again, this is just mine. But, you know, like I said, I, I, I'm a hard rock metal guy. And uh, by nature, we tend to be pretty extreme. You know, like I'm, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm pretty tattooed up. And, you know, we play aggressive music and we go to extremes. You know, we pierce ourselves. We, ta- we get tattooed. We play extreme music. Um, and, you know, the opposite of playing in front of 50,000 people, playing loud music, hearing people scream, the other extreme is golf, you know? So it's actually a lot more prevalent in hard rock and metal music than I think people realize. But when you realize the extremes, you know, we go to one extreme, the way we look, the way we play. Well, we also go to the other extreme when we relax or we have a hobby or whatever. So golf is actually pretty in line with rock and roll and heavy music. That's really interesting. Is there, is there a certain guy that would surprise everyone listening who is not only a big golfer, but is actually quite good? Is there something yes, you can I, shock us with? Yeah, actually I'll shock you with two guys. Okay. Um, uh, there's a band called steel Panther. Uh, if, if you haven't heard of them, do yourself a favor, look them up. They're fan- <laughs> yeah. They are fantastic. Right. Um, but the drummer and the guitar player are both, I would say, I think Darren, the drummer, he just, I said he was a six handicap in the text that I sent you. He's actually a two handicap. And I think Russ, the guitar player is like a six or eight handicap. Okay. So, you know, that band Steel Panther is the wildest band on the planet. And those two guys take golf extremely seriously. Really? And they're single digit handicaps and they play all the time. Clubs are always with them. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, Steel <clears throat> Panther, Avenge Sevenfold, guys in Slipknot play. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of players. But I wonder if part of that is you're traveling, you're looking for something to do. I mean, it's a lot more fun than going bowling or you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's like at the festivals, if you're walking backstage by the buses, I mean, there's no shortage of hitting nets and putting greens. Really? Okay. Oh yeah, man. It's like I said, it's this weird little niche that I think has never had a spotlight on it. Uh, but the these rock and roll guys um we love it man we love it us heavy music guys man we love this game is there a place in the u.s you'd prefer to golf at like if you're if you're traveling is there one city you see the name of you're like oh i cannot wait to play golf there so i travel to california a lot um so i i love golfing out there um i really love golfing in arizona i i love something about the the brown of the desert and the green of the course, you know, I, I, I love that. I got to play in Scottsdale a couple of times. Like I love that. Um, I, I'm such a fan of the game that I really want to play everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, as, as much as, you know, California golf is a lot different than Florida golf, which is different than Arizona golf, which is different from Nashville golf, you know, and I love all of them literally the same. And I get excited about playing them all. Um, I, I just love playing the game in different places. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think about Pinehurst, you're, you're living in the pine trees and then you go to California and you look up and there's a mountain in the background. That's a pretty wild variant, but it's still the same game we all love and cherish. Right. So, yeah. And, and you know, Florida, Jacksonville in particular, like we're pretty flat here, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of undulations in California. It's a lot of mountains and, you know, there, there's courses that I love on both sides. I love flat courses. I love mountainous courses. Um, you know, I, I, I just, it's gotta be a really bad course 
for me not to go back and play it. You know, I like playing courses over and over again too. So I can't imagine. Yeah. There hasn't been too many courses that I played. I'm like, I'm never coming back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, have you you ever had any bad interactions or really positive interactions that are worth talking about from the various places you've been? Um, And what I mean by that is, look, we're all different. We're present, present differently. I've seen some of your pictures online. So I know you're not afraid of, you know, showing yourself when you're out there. Like, is is there, is there a place that was like super, super cool and super welcoming? Um, I'll be honest, man. Golf's been really good to me. Cool. I haven't really met a lot of the, um, you know, finger pointing or, or any of that stuff. I, I, I've, I've, I've always been pretty welcomed at all the places that I, that I've gone. Um, I will say the place that surprised me the most was I got to go to the PGA show last year and okay. I'd been a couple of times, but I went last year with the anticipation of, you know, launching amplified fender golf and man, everybody was so amazing to me. Oh my God. They were so open and they were so willing to talk and give me advice and, tell me stories. And, you know, the PGA show was so welcoming for me, um, which made me feel so good because, you know, getting into the business side of it, you know, you're kind of turning a passion into a business. And I was really hoping that the business wouldn't shun me, you know, when, when the game has welcomed me so much. Yeah. Um, And I was hoping that, you know, it would carry over into the business and really it has. Um, so I, I guess the answer to your question is like, I, I haven't really, I haven't really That's experienced awesome. the finger we, pointing, man. We've had some really interesting conversations on THP about uh, the thing I was thinking about when I asked that was the tattoos you had mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you, you have quite a few or a lot, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. So <clears throat> the, the transitional phase between these things don't really fit here versus well, okay now everyone has them so it's not such a big deal i think that's been a really positive trend over the last probably decade in the game um uh, to the point i have a couple it's um you know a little bit easier for me to hide mine but uh you know i don't i choose not to but you know th- i love that uh, full circle on this I-, I love that golf for me has always been a thing that brings everyone together regardless of just about every condition for me, it was always uh, age. The age gap was never a problem. I love that you can go out to a golf course at the age of 25, and as long as you carry yourself, you can play with mm-hmm. a 65-year-old, and you're basically on a level footing. I, I think yeah. that is such a cool thing. Like, What other thing in our world can we do in such a way that you, you don't you can be on that level footing without having to do too much to prove yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I kind of, to your point, I, I think another thing that's been really helpful is, you know, all of us that are tattooed and bearded and, you know, we look the way that we look when we show up to the golf course. I mean, yeah, we might be flamboyant, but we absolutely respect the game. You know, we love the game. You know, we're not there with a boom box blasting and, you know, you know, playing, you know, heavy metal, like, like it's our theme song or something, you know, like we're, we're, we're there, we have respect for the game, you know, um, and I think that, you know, when they see us, if we get paired up with people, you know, once they see us play, they, they know that we take the game seriously and we're mm-hmm. not, we're not out there, you know, just making a muckery of the game. Um, <laughs> so are you a music on the course guy then or no? So believe it or not, man, I am not. Really? I, 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 no, because I, I, I have that in every other aspect of my life. Okay. Um, no, man, I, I really enjoy the quietness of so being this- on the golf course. 
sort of circles back to what you're saying <clears throat> about the other side of the experience for people where, you know, you're so extreme on one side and then you get to go and be the extreme on the other and, and not have that sort of correlate. That's really interesting because, again, it's a really strong perspective whether music belongs out there. I say I don't give a shit, like whatever, but yeah. uh, as long as you're respectful. But I, I think it's pretty cool you don't, though. I, I think that's a big step away. A lot of the guys, that, a lot of the band guys that I've played with, man, we, we all kind of share that, man, you know, where, you know, we don't really talk about music. We don't really talk about, you know, whatever show is that night or, you know, we, we really kind of separate ourselves from that part of our lives when we're on the golf course. You know, we, we talk about golf. We talk about the next shot. We talk about, you know, uh, how bad our last shot was, <laughs> you know, it, we, we really like, I think that's a lot of the, um, I think that's what draws us to it, man. You know, we're, we're all able to be alike in one world and then travel to another world and be completely different and still have a, a bond of like a band, you know, a yeah. foursome is like a band, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, when you're in there, you know, um, we're able to really distance ourselves and that's what drew me to the game. I think it draws a lot of us to the game for sure. Um, I, I I'm so fascinated by the whole experience, but I do want to circle back to amplified. But before we do that, I know you've mm -hmm. been deeply involved in guitars for a certain amount of time. I don't know specifically, but mm -hmm. um, with barrel guitars, it sounds absolutely unbelievable when it comes to my experiences, reviewing and experiencing the new products that come out. I get super excited when I see how things like this, the styled presentation of product and the different types of clubs and the technologies that are built in. What is it like for you? Because you have an understanding of that craftsmanship through guitars. Does that bleed over at all into the way you look at equipment? Oh man, the, the, the parallels between guitars and golf clubs are, I mean, as much as they're different, they really are alike. You know, I, I get, I've been in the guitar business 25 years, almost 26 years. Um, when I go to our PGA show, which is called the NAM show, uh, I'm like a kid. I'm like a kid seeing guitars for the first time. Um, yeah, I, you can, you can tell craftsmanship. Um, but more importantly to me is, is the stories, you know, at, at this day and age, everybody can pretty much make a good guitar, right? Just like the technology is there where everybody can make a pretty good golf club. You know, there's not many secrets left. Um, you know, we're just making, you know, things better little by little. But for the most part, everybody has access to the same tech and the same data and the same. So what separates everybody is the stories, like why people do what it is that they do. Um, and I'm drawn to that with when a new music brand comes out, I'm drawn to that with when, it, when I see a new golf company come out, I'm, I'm really into like the counterculture stuff. I, I love the fact that golf kind of has these new counterculture brands that are coming up. I think that's really exciting. Uh, so I'm really interested in, in the stories um, of whether it's a golf club or a guitar. It's the same okay. thing. Um, the one other component that I can't get out of my head and I have to know your perspective on it is the mm -hmm. acoustic presentation of a golf club. Does it have to sound good for you to be like, I'm into this, I'm I'm willing to play it, I'm willing to put the time in, buy it, whatever, uh, based on, again, your parallel there? I, for for me, yes. Um, it took me a while to understand and hear the sound that I'm comfortable with. Uh, but 
yeah, I, I, for me, I, I, I think the sound of a club has a lot to do with, with, I don't know, my, my entire perspective on the club yeah. confidence and so on and so forth. But yeah, the, the sound, whether it's an iron, a hybrid or a driver, probably more importantly with a driver, the sound for me. Okay. Um, you ever experimented with hot metal or anything like that? No, but or I, hot I, melting, sorry. Um, no, no, but I would be more than open to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a buddy comes on the show quite a bit. His name's James. Uh, he's, he's the king of hot melt and just changes the way that the driver especially sounds and you just start dumping material into it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that yeah. sounds right in my alley, man. So, yeah. I love that. So you take some of it might be really loud and it just really dials back the sound. It's, it's a super interesting process. Uh, one that I probably should do more because I prefer that sort of muted profile, especially off driver when I don't suck with it, which I currently mm. suck with it. So <laughs> <laughs> I hate all drivers right now, but yeah, it's, I can um, empathize. I've always wondered that because, uh, there are people out there who say, you know, sound just really doesn't make a difference. All I want to do is hit the ball towards the hole, but the discussion, and I'm assuming it's similar in guitars, the feedback that you get is so relevant to sound. It's the vibration plays a small role in golf, but it's not a significant one by comparison to sound. So you talked about confidence. If I don't think something sounds good, I'm certainly not going to be confident about it. No, I mean, I, I agree. It's the same thing in, in guitars. I mean, when you really start getting into what gives you confidence, um, it's those nuances, you know, and you know, everything, I, I don't want to say everything, but there's a lot of guitars that sound good, but there's some of them that sound great. You know, there's some of them sure. that sound really amazing that, you know, that it will make the player better, you know, because it's a better instrument. And I, I kind of feel that way with drivers too, and better speculative. But if you like the way something sounds, you're like, you are going to play better. It's just, right. that's the way confidence works. For sure. Well, let's talk about amplified golf, man. Like you, you have obviously created this idea and you've gone about it the right way, but there's a lot of people out there who need to hear about it. So can you set the stage a little bit for us on what it, what it looks like and what, it, what we should expect from it? Yeah, man. Um, so amplified was kind of born out of this idea that, um, you know, like I said, like when we're at a festival or I'm with a lot of band guys or, you know, we're talking about golf, you know, we, we really don't feel like there was anything from the golf world that was birthed on the music side of kind of the world, right? Everything was been born on the golf side and has been kind of brought to us, you know, and some of it honestly is a little patronizing, you know, because some of it is like, you know, those tattooed guys, let's just put skulls on it and they'll buy it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, there's more to us than just wearing black and skulls. Uh, so we wanted to come up with something that was kind of birthed on the music side that we felt like represented us as musicians that golf and that love the game, kind of like our contribution to the golf world, but have it birthed on the music side and kind of brought to the golf world. And with Amplified Golf, we, we kind of tried to do that. And obviously I'm tied into the guitar world. So that's kind of where I started. Um, the biggest guitar company on the planet is Fender. Uh, you know, it's been the most iconic guitar since the fifties and sixties and, you know, guys like Hendrix and Clapton and even John five today. And these guys all play Fender. Um, I went to them with an idea and I said, Hey man, I want to bird this kind of golf concept from the music side and bring it to the golf world. And, 
would you guys like to partner with it? And they said, absolutely. You know, we trust you. So we kind of started with Fender because I think that's the most iconic brand. And so we launched this company called Amplified Golf, uh, which is primarily an accessories company. And our first licensed product is Fender. Um, so in all, in all honestly, in all honesty, we were going to just do Fender as we were just going to launch it as Fender Golf. Um, but then once we put the idea out there, all these different ideas and companies started coming to us like, man, this is a really good idea. So we realized that it was bigger than Fender Golf. So we developed Amplified Golf as an accessory company. And Fender is the first licensed brand that we're bringing to the market under Amplified. Okay. <clears throat> and is the primary focus going to be head covers or do you have intentions elsewhere? No, we have other accessories coming, divot tools and ball okay. markers and towels and, you know, primarily the, the accessories um, and a lot of it's self-serving. Like I love accessories. I collect head covers. <laughs> I've got a ton of ball markers. So I, I'm, I'm kind of going at it. Like I'm, I'm my own customer, you know, like what would I think is cool? What would I want to buy? Um, yeah. So Fender's coming, you know, uh, it's already in the market and we're going to be doing some very like kind of short runs of limited editions of the iconic Fender colors like seafoam green and crimson red, like placid blue. Um, and each one of those will be kind of short runs. Um, and then we have some other brands that we're going to be licensing their, uh, their IP and bringing it into the golf world. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, <clears throat> We've seen with the social media presence, accessory companies do extremely well, um, you know, based on all the different types of things that we fall in love with. But one of the things we don't see enough of, I don't think, is those proper connections to the other components that we love. You mentioned Fender, like there's plenty of head covers out there that look like a guitar or have musical notes on it. But when you have your product name that you love from somewhere else come and say, look, okay, now this is a part of my golfing, my golf bag now like that. That's becoming such a big component of the game is you're not just dressing yourself. You're dressing your golf bag. You're putting your clubs into a fancy golf bag. Like that, it, there's so much there to enjoy uh, and, and add to, I think our generation or at least mine is, has been way more willing to say, I don't, I don't want just basic and boring. I want loud. I want fun. I want different. Um, is that well, the feedback you're getting in, in your side as well? Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, thanks for saying that. Um, one of the things that's important for us is once again, because I, I'm, I'm a metalhead, and, yeah. you know, we, 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 we love authenticity and, you know, rock and roll guys and metal guys in particular, we don't, we don't like, uh, fake or somebody that's trying to come in that's not a part of our culture we kind of get to sniff that out pretty quickly and i find that golf is very similar to that you know uh golf guys can sniff out who's real and who's not mm -hmm. um and so so i love that and so our biggest thing with bringing fender into the golf world was keeping the level of authenticity there to where you know we're, we're not somebody who just thought a telecaster was cool and put a headstock on a head cover um now we worked in conjunction with fender this is an official license this is as authentic as it gets um and you know we're a part of the golf world we're fans we love it so it really is merging these two worlds very authentically the guitar world into the golf world 
and, and that's really important for us, the level of authenticity. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> I did want to ask you about something I saw. There was a, there's a putt-putt course, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the term keep golf metal was repeated about seven times based on that grouping yeah. of uh, posts I was looking at. What what exactly was going on mm-hmm. there, and when did that all start? So when, when I first started meeting other band guys that played golf, um, you know, there were so many of us that we kind of came up with this crew name called Keep Golf Metal. And it was just kind of a crew of us, you know, it was a dozen of us or so, all band guys. And we came up with this term, Keep Golf Metal. And, you, you know, it was, um, I don't know, it just, it kind of, it kind of worked, you know, like golf's really not metal, you know, <laughs> right? But, but, I get it. you know, so, so we did and we kind of came up with a crew and we started making t-shirts, these parody shirts, like, instead of the holy diver ronnie james deal we did like holy driver and then we did like (laughs) instead of a master of puppets we did a master of putters t-shirt and you know and we just kind of did them for ourselves just all of us guys and we guys would wear them on stage and then like this keep golf metal thing actually like kind of turned into kind of like a instagram tag or a social media tag and it was just kind of our crew name and you know bringing that you know, that love for golf into the festival space. I was like, dude, we should like do a keep golf metal putt putt course. Cause like, it's, it's so the antithesis of like keep golf metal, putt putt. Yeah. you know, like it, it was, it was kind of an inside joke and then we did it and it was great. People loved it. You know, like we did a little nine hole putt putt course. And at, and at the time there was a really cool putter company called yes putters that sent us a bunch of putters for everybody to use. And, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. It, w- it was so fun. And we did that for about a year, man. We brought that putt-putt course around with us for about a year. <clears throat> you had mentioned some of these random t-shirts you made, which, you know, you, you say so casually, but you, you talked about the ont- authenticity of a brand and, and you make comments like that. And I think people realize just how deeply involved you are in the experience that you know, those kinds of ideas, you, you see this nonsense all the time of, these recreations or uh, these blended works that just make absolutely no sense to the people who genuinely care about it. And you, you say stuff like the, the, the different types of t-shirts you make and you can't help but laugh because it's so freaking perfect. Right. <laughs> I, I, no, I appreciate it. We, we, we loved it. I mean um, we, uh, we also did a shirt that was all black, that had a black snake on it and it was enter sand wedge instead of enter Sandman, <laughs> you know? So yeah, we just made these shirts. They were literally just for us, yeah. you know, like they, we, we didn't sell them. We didn't, you know, we just, we just made them for us and it was great, man. We, we love it. Does, uh, does Amplified Golf open the door to other avenues like that? Is as apparel ever been a conversation point, hats, things like that? Yeah. Um, obviously when you get into apparel like shirts and stuff there's it's it's a big investment you know mm-hmm. and you know we're trying to kind of really kind of keep this accessories first um because like that's what i'm a customer of you know and there's some guys out there doing apparel and they're doing it very well so i'm not really sure what we could bring to the apparel world right now that's not out there being done fantastically okay. you know um so, you know, we're, we're coming into the industry trying to coexist, you know, while still disrupting a little bit, you know, bringing our kind of rock and roll and metal culture into the golf game. But, you know, I, 
I'm a consumer too, man. I love these brands, you know, like um, until we think we can do something better or more authentically, um, then I I don't think that's going to be a thing that we're going to focus on. Um, Okay. But I I feel like we can, we can definitely with head covers and different accessories. I think we can do some pretty cool stuff that hasn't been done before. That's uh, sounds pretty on brand for you. You you briefly mentioned something else you were doing called barrel guitars. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that since I only had uh, like a 12 hours to do some research (laughs) on uh, before we jumped into the show. So what exactly is going on with barrel guitars? What's the story there? Um, so as you can tell, like everything that I do, I try to keep guitar at the center of the universe. And because I, I, I do think guitar is important to culture and the songs that are written. And I, I think that the instrument of guitar is really important to the history of our country and the songs of our times and, you know, the songs that define generations. So for me, it's important to keep that instrument at the center of everything we do. Um, so we do a festival called bourbon and beyond and we've done it for a long time and i've got to meet some bourbon brands and they're all really cool and there's a lot of synergy between bourbon and whiskey and music and a couple of years ago um we just had this idea to make guitars from actual barrels and you know traditionally a barrel guitar had been a barrel top which is nice and flat and you cut a body out of it and etch whatever you want on it and call that a barrel guitar um, that's not really a barrel guitar. W- what we do is we actually make the guitars from the staves and the metal binding of the guitars. And we actually make the guitars of that brand from the barrels of that brand. So it, it's a really unique item. And we're the only people that do it. You know, we're the only people that, uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like we're the only people dumb enough to do it, you know, or, or, <laughs> think, or, or, or think we could do it. Um, but yeah, each guitar takes six to eight weeks to build. And, you know, we do them, uh, for a bunch of different bourbon companies. One of them is right by you, uh, New Riff. Yeah, New Riff. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty fitting name. So yeah. <clears throat> that's, you mentioned not five minutes ago, you're not going to do something until you think it's either more unique or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like you, you're, that's exactly the goal with uh, barrel guitars and uh, different enough and unique enough. And I'm assuming the craftsmanship is 100% there. Otherwise, you wouldn't put your name on it just based absolutely. on the conversations we're having. It sounds absolutely wild. Is that is that something that started after Bourbon and Beyond or is that something that started because of it or what? Um, You know, I, I'm not really a big drinker, right? So I, I'm not really, I, I don't really know those cultures, but we started doing that festival and I really fell in love with Louisville in particular. Um, as a city. And then we met a bunch of people from bourbon companies and just like their love of bourbon and their love of music, I I could identify with that, you know, Um, their love of music and to make something, whether it's bourbon or whiskey um, with very few ingredients, make it the best that they can. Um, And we kind of look at the barrel guitar stuff. Um, our kind of motto is master builder, master distiller. So there, there's not a lot of differences between a master builder of a guitar and a master distiller of bourbon. They, they, they're both operating on very similar belief system. Uh, you know, they both start from wood. Wood is the key ingredient. Guitar companies are actually in the wood business and bourbon companies and whiskey b- companies are actually in the, in the wood business, right? Cause wood's a huge part of it. 
So when I started understanding the synergies, um, then I kind of thought that, okay, man, well, there might be a product that could bridge these gaps authentically on both sides. And it hasn't been done before. Uh, so let's do that. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't the industry that I was attracted to. It was their love of their industry along with music aligned with music. So their attention to detail, their finite level of craftsmanship going into producing the absolute best type of product. And I think it's interesting because I went to a couple of the smaller distilleries inside Louisville and you got to see like, this is our production facility. This is the finite amount of material we can produce on a daily basis. We're going to do it right every time. Um, it's not like you're going to tour Coca-Cola and, you know, they're putting out millions upon millions of cans. Like this is their livelihood in these small batches that are, you know, meant to be perfect because people pay good money for them to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty and, interesting. It's a neat parallel that I never really thought about. And, and, you know, my love of music in particular, um, you know, in talking with them, you know, you start to look back at, you know, old heavy metal stuff, you know, Jack Daniels was always there, you know, there was mm-hmm. always, you know, there was always bourbon or there was always whiskey there. So there's a lot of synergies with the spirits world and, and rock and roll. Um, and then, you know, I got to combine a lot of all my loves because then I started playing golf with a lot of them, yeah. you know? So it's just like, you know, playing golf with a bourbon company that we're making guitars for For me, it's full circle. So it kind of takes our conversation full circle. That natural connection of golf allows people from wildly different walks of life to come together and to celebrate something together while learning about each other uh, and what makes each other different. I mean, that that is such a beautiful representation of our game that we've, you know, fallen head over heels over. <laughs> yeah. Un- unavoidably so. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, like, that's what I love about golf. It was the first thing that my dad and my son and myself could do. Right. So I love that. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, golf is the ultimate equalizer for me. Right. It, 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 it's been good for me and that, that I've been able to play golf with people that, you know, are worth a ton of money, Mm -hmm. huge rock stars, my neighbors, everybody in between. What we all have in common is that when we're in that golf cart, on the course that that ball just doesn't care. It just just doesn't care. You know, you could be worth a billion dollars, man. And that ball just doesn't care. You you could be later on tonight. You could be playing in front of 50,000 people and that ball just does not care. Or you could be broke and have no money. And, and, and that ball just doesn't care. So for me, golf has been able to open up so many doors for me. And let me be in a situation where I'm able to be around people that I would have no business being around otherwise. Um, so I owe a lot to golf and I, I, I love it. I love the game. I love it as much now as I did 15 years ago when I started. Uh, and hopefully, you know, the industry and everybody is open to a little metalhead coming into the golf world. Well, mm-hmm. we've seen some pretty significant offerings i would say different offerings um uh, you know people choose what avenue they want to take and and how they want to advertise and we've seen some crazy stuff and you look at the uh you look at the training aid world or you look at 
to these different components. Like anyone can do anything they want. We watched enough videos on the hammer driver, like that type of stuff. Like, look, I think golf is wide open to creativity and, you know, as much as it, it, this finite, uh, experience that you're presenting, I, I think based on my 10 years on THP, all you got to do is ask and you'd be amazed at how many people share a common interest outside of the game. I'm, I'm a bit of a, um, video game nerd. And when you, when you say like, Hey, does anyone else play video games? And suddenly you have 30 people talking to you about video games. It's like, wait a minute, we're golfers. We're not video gamers. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I feel like the same way it comes with music. You, you ask a question and I did this not too long ago on the forum about a certain type of music. And then people just started saying like, yeah, I love this. Listen to this, check this out, check this out. I'm like, you know, what, a, what a great thing that we have this, this goofy little game of this stupid little ball that we cannot stop obsessing over putting in this tiny hole um, that, that creates this great equalizer between all walks of life. I, I think that's such a killer way of looking at it. It's exactly how I feel. It, it, it's such a magical game and there's nothing else like it. I mean, I, I'm the guy that, you know, I love golf movies, man. I mean, I could literally quote every line from Bagger Vance, me, 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 yeah. me, me and my golf buddies, Brian and, and Ramsey. I mean, we literally quote every, every line from Bagger Vance or, you know, greatest, greatest uh, story ever played or cage greatest game ever played. Uh, obviously Caddyshack. I mean, I even like movies like who's your caddy. You yeah. know, like, like just awful, <laughs> awful, awful golf movies, you know, but, but man, you know, golf allows us to be fanatics and that's okay. I love that. You know, you know, well, we're okay with that. I'll tell you what, uh, new riff is not far from me, buddy. So next time you're up here, we got to play some golf. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll come up to Cincinnati, man. We'll play with uh, my buddy, Matt from Seymour Duncan. Yeah. No one yeah, loves to say it. There. No one loves to say they're coming here, but I try and make it a little bit more interesting when they do. So <laughs> well, it's been, my arm, man. It's been super fun getting to know you a little bit. I hope uh, the THB community checks out Amplified Golf. Even Barrel Guitar sounds pretty wild. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming down the pipe, too. It sounds like you're just getting started in the whole process. Um, anything else you want to share with us or any questions you have for me? No, man. You know, we started out with um, focusing on the Fender Telecaster and Fender Stratocaster. You know, those are the two most iconic guitars in the world. Um, and you know, I, I, I hope that people like them, you know, I feel like they're a good representation of our culture as the rock and roll and metal culture, uh, trying to kind of fit into the golf world. So I, uh, I feel like everything's out on the table for us, man. So I, I appreciate you guys having us. Thank you so much. And, you know, Josh has been really great and, you know, like I said, I, I I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the site, man. I I'll, I'll be on I'll be on Hackers Paradise posting and going down rabbit holes, and I look forward to yeah. meeting everybody. Guilty as well. <laughs> I'll be there too, yeah, talking man. right alongside you. Awesome. So well, you. Let, let's have you back on soon. We'll we'll talk more about uh, the crazy ride you're on right now, and uh, everyone it. out there, enjoy it. Check out Amplify Golf. Check out these wild head covers from Fender, especially if you're a, a guitar head. Um, and if you are playing golf this week, have an awesome time, wear whatever the hell you want. I know yes. I do, uh, <laughs> except for joggers. I'm still trying to fit into those. So <laughs> we'll nah. see you guys next week. <laughs> Take it easy guys. Thanks so much, Dan. THP radio on the hackers paradise podcast network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.